Hello, super listeners. Welcome back to the Super Friends Super Show. I am Sean DeWire, joined by my super friends, Adam Patterson. Hello. Nick Stutzman. Hey, guys. Howdy. On a very special 4th of July edition of the Super Friends Super Show, issue 168, where we talk to you about superhero movie news, comics, and things relating to those things. Today is a... This is a special... I think this is like the second time we've actually recorded the show on the 4th of July. Uh, going, We didn't do one last year. I think we recorded one on another day of the week last year. But two years ago, in 2016, uh, there was... Uh, we, did, we recorded one on the day. And one of the topics was... Marvel was uh, doing a special, like, 4th of July type of comic, and they had, like, a MODOK character, and they they made MODOK uh, look like Donald Trump, and it was it was funny, and like, oh, yeah, hilarious, and that was prior to Donald Trump being elected, and now we're living in this post-Trump being elected world, so that was a joke <laughs> then, so it's just funny, it's just fun to revisit those moments, because that was like, oh, how hilarious, you know, that they're making fun of this person, this person's never going to be president now. Here we are, oh, two years good, later. The good, the good old days. <laughs> the good old days when we could laugh. And Naivete. Know, yeah, laugh at this person and like, oh, this isn't a real, real legitimate threat. I feel I feel like uh, Anne Frank, like hiding from, we're, we're talking about it. Like, <laughs> hush tones. Like, yeah, on a podcast. I'm wondering like, if I should edit this never, stuff. Well, this, I say this is a pirate radio right now, that's right? right. That's, yeah, no. that's right. Yeah. That's right. We're hiding, doing a podcast, talking about Donald Trump. That's right. It's it's. You wonder, yeah, if, if I should edit this this stuff out. Oh, uh, to go back to the summer of 2016 when all this was fun and laugh and you could laugh and when yeah. laughter was still a thing. We yeah. try to keep it upbeat and try to keep the laughter going for all of our sanity's sake. And this here, the July 2018 edition of the Super Friends Super Show, our, our summer 4th of July spectacular, our biannual uh, event, according to this. <laughs> I don't know what we were doing in the summer of 2017 on the show, but uh, we have, obviously, we're going to hit all the comic book movie news uh, from the last two weeks since we were here last time. And also, in our special um, appropriate July 4th segment, we're going to be talking about the notable patriotic superheroes throughout comic book history uh, with that who are not named Steve Rogers or Superman because we could just basically do the entire segment just on those two and that's boring because I feel like you hear too much about Steve Rogers these days for for good reasons you, sometimes it's about him being a Nazi sometimes it's about him just being cast by a very good looking actor and that's the reason in I'll the say, MCU well, well, good looking actors are Nazis especially if they're right. white and blonde you know that's, that's right People are like, oh man, Captain America can never be a Nazi. What a jump! He's he's blonde, blue eyed. He he's he fits the Aryan. He's Hydra. Like, oh, <laughs> actually, that makes a little bit too much sense. Right. Why didn't they do this earlier? So that's uh, Captain America's had a weird uh, year and a half, I think, in in comics, and hopefully they never go down. They never need to go down that road in the live action 
you know, live action films in the MCU in, in Phase Five, where they roll out Hydra Cap. Hopefully, that ever, that never happens. We're gonna keep them. We're gonna keep them uh, pure and and American in this episode of this. Uh, yay, Donald Trump! Don't take us off the air. Yay, Captain America! On this special Fourth of July edition of the Super Friends Super Hydra. <laughs> Gentlemen, Happy what Homeland if, Security. What uh, What do you guys uh, today? We're actually recording on the day. What do you guys have planned for uh, this year, the Fourth of July? Uh, I'm going to hit the gym, and then I'm going to go to yes. my buddy's house, play in the pool. Yes. Eat some hot dogs and that's hamburgers. Right. and Ben Franklin, that's completely exactly how he celebrated. America. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm going to go make it so I can, I can keep it equal today. You know? yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that's good. Keep a balance. Nice, uh, nice balance in your 4th of July. Adam Patterson, you're going to... Canada. You're leaving the country. Because that's, <laughs> that's how life. I celebrate the 4th of July. That's right. I go to Canada. You're the worst. <laughs> No, with the, the beach up in Canada, so yeah. we're going to visit the in-laws. Well, that's, you know, probably the parking is a, a little better in Canada this day. It's, it's a I little better. I thought it was better. Canada Day. Well, is it Canada? Canada? Well, that was Monday. Oh. oh, they always do that to us. Stagger yes. it, yeah. Their, their Thanksgiving is, like, different. They're, they they're polite. Yeah. They, they, they know that we already have something going yeah. on that day, so they've <laughs> rescheduled theirs for well, another day. Yeah, is it Columbus Day Thanksgiving or something? Yeah, they do something, something like, like that. that yeah. It's a weird... You know, uh, Columbus Day shouldn't be a thing? They're a weird neighbor that we're fighting well, with it, right it's, now. It's the Viking Day. Ah. In Canada, it's Viking Day. Ah. Here, it's... Here it's uh, we're try uh, in in the Dwyer family. We are trying to do. We'll see how this works. Do fireworks? We have a three year old boy living in our household who is ours uh, <laughs> biologically. Uh, he's my son. I'm not sure why it took me so long to get to that in this sentence, the longest sentence ever delivered by a human being. We are trying to do two firework days in a row. We went last night, and I was explaining talking to you guys about this before the show. We had a very ritzy. Uh, type of neighborhood party where they you have uh, like 15 houses that all face one pond and they all have you know they're all pretty wealthy they all have paddle boats they bought a very very lavish firework display that they put out on like a raft and it was electronically timed and they had drones they had a red white and blue drone that was up nice. in the skies in the sky taking pictures of everyone and they had like a microphone PA situation. Starts of the drones. That's right. It starts <laughs> of the drones. 1984 America. As soon as I saw the drone go up in the air, the red, white, and blue drone go up in the air with the red, red and light whites uh, lights rather. I said to my wife, "I'm like, you know, what? let's just put 2018 back in the in the tube. I really, <laughs> I've had it with 2018. Stop the world. I need to get Stop off this, please. With the drones in 2018, just every single person with any type of uh, any ex- exposable income have uh, disposable disposable. I uh, have uh, Kim just just decides to go buy a drone, so that was happening, and I I was talking to you guys because I'm conflicted as an American, and I think this is actually a good setting for this because we're talking about patriotic things, the United States comics, and we'll get to the comics, we'll get to the comic book movie news because we missed a lot, but I want to talk to you about this this conflicted feeling I had last night. So there's a person who's a little bit drunk on a PA, and it's you have about 15 houses, every single most of these houses that are facing this pond. They're about to enjoy a fireworks display. And we're all just like, oh, God, just start the fireworks display, please. We're, this is why we're all here. We don't want to have a drunk person talking at a PA. Saying, hey, thanks for coming. America. America. Like, they have, like, music and a stereo system. We all just want to watch the fireworks display. And this person, I guess maybe they're delaying or they just love being, this is their moment to shine. They're on the microphone. they like, all right, let's do the, let's do the Pledge of Allegiance. And people, there's a lot of people with their with their lawn chairs. Everyone starts standing up for the Pledge of Allegiance. This is an impromptu Pledge of Allegiance with no flag present. 
and I party foul. That, that I think is a party foul, right? <clears throat> um, making everyone, making all your guests stand up in in a, in attendance to stand up for just I guess just so you can feel like a star that day. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Yes, he was probably going for uh, what they call. Um, time crisis yes. right but <laughs> i'm with the, you <laughs> but I, st- I, st- I still think that for the pledge of allegiance and for the um uh national anthem that people should stand and i'm not angry if they don't stand but at the same time i feel that it is it's part of the ideals of of um not nationalism because that's I, I don't want to be associated with nationalism necessarily as much as it is that's the idea of being a part of a society in which you are. I am going to play like the, uh, the I, presidential, I, like, uh, <clears throat> as you're saying that, I am going to edit in some music. And I feel I'll like that, Captain yeah. America would be one of the first people to kneel. I think so. Well, here's my here's my conflict. So that was enough. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, I'll stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, even though Not there that is no should be kneeling, either. even though there is no flag anywhere that you I'm totally alle- pledging my allegiance yeah. to. Then they start playing the Whitney Houston uh, national anthem rendition from Super Bowl 25. Yeah, 19. There is no flag. Whitney is not there. She is certainly dead. In spirit. In spirit, she is there. And everyone starts standing. I'm like, you know what? This is an impromptu thing. I should not have to stand for every single playing of the national anthem. Like, I'm here. I'm not here for the for the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm not here for the national anthem. I'm just here for the fireworks display. So I guess the, the discussion that we were having, do you, because we're in a group of three. If I started playing the national anthem right now, do we have to stand as a group? <laughs> like, do you have to stand for every, cause there wasn't a flag present. I, it's not a real person singing the national anthem. Do we have, do I have the obligation to stand? <laughs> I would like to look at the history of it and see when oh, they felt God. like the national anthem had to be a thing. Yeah. And a thing in 50s. the sense, yeah, in the fit. Yeah. I think well, post right, wars I mean, and right. And, and prior to that, you know, with the Olympics and everything, people stood, during the end it was the end it was right. it was essentially to play out that this country won right there you know what i mean do we stand for everybody else's national anthem no not no, really we don't other than canada i suppose well, we do stand we only do in a hockey game. we do stand for canada yeah. hockey games if i feel like if you started and playing football. it in a gathering i don't think uh, they played the canada they don't do canada the football. okay they don't do that so no. prior to the CF, a cfl game or any well, maybe of, I, I don't know. You know, I th- well, th- I don't know. I have I've spent Adam. You can maybe you'll, you'll be our, our man on the scene today because you're going to be in Canada. Ask around. <laughs> <laughs> I say I, I know I know like Blue Jays games they do it. Um, they do oh American sure and you know so baseball and so on. But I mean we, yeah, we not this not at the Bills games they don't do both. So it's an okay. interesting discussion. Two years later, the last since the last time we did a Fourth of July Super Friend Super Show special Fourth of July edition, a lot of things have changed. A lot of uh, topics um, as far as what it t- what it what it takes to be American. Yeah, but I mean, think, what think it about feels this way, like to be American. That it's not it's not necessarily. I don't know. I, the way the way I look at it is that first off, it's personal choice. So yeah. I would do it because that's just the way that I feel. Um, you're talking my, about standing for a stand, national standing anthem for the national when anthem there's no the, flag present, or, right? Or when there's or no the flag live singer, correct? And so then you that, would you you feel like if there is a group of larger than three people, you have to stand. So if I start no, playing I feel, the so all right, so if I started playing the national anthem right now, you would have to stand up. Yes, 
And I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Unless it's, unless I mean, even if it's one or two people, I mean, it's not. It's it, the crowd doesn't matter. It's necessarily the the ideal. And so, it, again, it's, okay. it's purely. It, it, and honestly, so if I kept on. So if you're in the middle of a conversation, and I just kept on playing the national anthem. You would have to stop no, what you're there's, doing. There's a difference. There's a difference between being a dick and being. But and that's being what he's respectful. saying. Like, what, what? My, my question is that if you're in with two people. Why are we playing the national anthem? <laughs> well, they, group of okay, three. That's, that, that's a big the question. No, okay. So here, here's the thing. It's not doing it again. It's it's sort of on the notes of religion. It has nothing to do with right. religion itself. It's more just like, okay, I respect this, therefore I'm going to do this. But at the same time, if you're if you're playing it over and over again, well, then it's just absurd. And if it, if it's, you know, if it's done every once in a while, then yeah, okay, because out of that. But if it's if it's ritual and routine, then it's stupid. So it's similar and, to, like, if a person starts saying out loud in a group of three or more, starts saying the Our, Fa- Our Father, everyone would solemnly bow, kind of bow their exactly. head a little bit. It's similar to that, because I suppose, but I don't know, if Jesus isn't there... There's no cross present. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't have to like just. Well, that's uh, that's also true. Follow no that. Flag, like, yeah, if there's, there's no flag, no there's no live flag. singing. I shouldn't have to stand up. How about just the waving flag as an as a whole? There's no, there's right. no flag to point to. Right. We're, we're, you know, now we're just imagining the flag. Right. <laughs> it's. I don't know. Then you're just saluting a song. I guess is the song. It's. I don't know. It's. We could get into a big. I respect long, the Independence Day, but. I know it gets a little nuts. It gets a little nuts, but let's try to uh, bring it back to things that don't exist, really don't <laughs> exist, and talking about superheroes, comics, and things of that nature. Uh, they exist. They exist. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They're as real as you need them to be to get yeah. you through certain I can hold personal crises. Right. Right. Say, hero, heroes, heroes are personally defined. Well, the the biggest news we have a certain number of things we want to get to, but right off the top of the show to kind of get the ball rolling, DC. We've talked about this. They are rolling out a over the top digital service, and it's called DC Universe. And right now they are kind of in the get ready for it. Uh, watch you can watch a trailer on their website. If you, so if you go over to dcuniverse.com, it's coming soon, and it is the the long um, discussed digital over-the-top platform and they gave more details on it recently so not only do you get these exclusive shows we've talked about this you get titans now titans for people who have been following this a little bit was originally going to be on tbs or tnt and they really couldn't find a home for like cw or something like that i don't not not titans uh titans was going to be the the property they're trying to get over to tbs or one of the turner stations so they really couldn't find a, a home for that, so they they're bringing it over to their standalone service. And you also have a new Young Justice series, which I don't have a lot of reference for because I think I was just a little bit aged out for that the Young Justice animated series. And then you also have a an animated Harley Quinn series, a live action Swamp Thing. So these are all going to be original content produced shows for this network. And in addition to that, they are going to be making available tons of, co- of comics for download or streaming on your whatever device. And basically their entire back catalog, more or less of all their films. So they're all of their animated features. You like Supergirl from 1986. Yeah. That's on the network. So Everything. They, they rebooted it. So why not? <clears throat> why not? That's right. And then people are like, Oh, this is not good. Have you guys ever seen the Supergirl live action film? Nick's kind of looking at me like it's kind of it's darting I feel around. Like the room. I have. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying. It was well, Christopher Reeve. They tried to spin right. Was right. Like, right. Was like uh, still a part of it, right? Wasn't he? Uh, I don't know correctly? if he was in it, but it was set 
in that universe. They were trying to ch- tie the two together. They were trying to treat it as seriously. Wasn't um wasn't uh Richard Pryor in it too? Oh no, you're talking about Superman three, but that was set around the same time frame. For some reason, I feel like he was in that movie too. I, I don't. I've know. never seen it all the way through. It is bad. It, they it's are both. Yeah. They're both. Uh, I think maybe why you're confusing the two potentially is that they are similar as far as quality. Yeah. They are both equally bad. <clears throat> they had uh, high hopes for the Supergirl film, and it was not well received. And that was kind of 84 so that was the beginning of the end of the superman uh movie craze at that point superman 2 richard donard's uh superman 2 was i think the the peak of that era then superman 3 with richard Pryor, and then they did the quest for justice or quest for peace superman 4 that's all gonna be on this network so if you want to relive those days i i I would love to, and I just can't wait to watch Lois and Clark with that's right. Gene Kane. Is that's, that going to be on this? That's all I really care about. I, I really hope. hope. I think yeah. it's crossed. Oh, let's hope. Yeah, that, if that's going to be on that, why not get all those guys? Exactly. Was, Do it all. It was the same Jimmy Olsen. How about that? You know? Jimmy Olsen? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why not get D. Kane and get him to do a continuation of Lois and Clark for this network? Right. There you go. You know, we could do it all. And it's just like the Swamp Thing. I really hope that it's it's sort of the exact same Swamp Thing from the um, mm-hmm. 90s. You know, the live action TV series that just went away from 20 years later. Let's you know? dig her up. Same <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, Same. Heather Locklear it, it's like, could be your swamp thing because she mean, looks. I mean, have, you about, those, uh, have you seen those? Have you seen those? Those. Those. Uh, those pictures that were taken of her when she was she was arrested yes. recently. Yes, those would be perfect. See, I'm I'm just thinking like they redid it with Fuller House. Yes, right. So why yes. not? Why not just keep the continuation of reboots? <laughs> That's beautiful. You know? That's beautiful. Heather Locklear really needs the work. Really Absolutely. needs some positive momentum. But Titans <laughs> is going to be the the linchpin of this. This is the thing I think they're banking on the most of this this new network. Titans is you have uh, it's supposed to be grittier. It's supposed to be similar in tone, I believe, to the uh, Daredevil on <clears throat> Netflix, which is part of you know Marvel's initiative as far as their Netflix series, which is more grittier. There's blood, uh, and you get a sense of that right on DCUniverse.com, where you see now this is supposed to be Dick Grayson, although he is very much in in uh, Tim Drake garb as far as his Robin getup. He is going to be leading the Titans, but you can see in a picture of him, if you go to the website, you know, he is all scuffed up. He's bloody a little bit. So they're really going to be approaching this like, you know, this is something that is not for network television. So we can do more gritty stuff where there's violence and more adult themes, and that's going to be a linchpin of the network. And I assume you're going to get a lot of that with the Harley Quinn animated series, too. This is probably going to be more mature, I would assume. I would hope so. And there's a part of me that sort of, again... DC is not leading. They are following the pack. They are yeah. following oh, the pack. Absolutely. Four years. Four years after. Yes. Yes. Four years after. You're after and then, uh, the Daredevil. Right. And yeah. Well, MCU five stuff. five to six years after even. But I mean, and, and on top of it, they're they're leading and they are promoting this entire thing based off of a TV series that they couldn't sell to a network. Right? Yeah, that kind of blows my mind too. Like, yeah. That means this not probably not going to work out. I mean, there's been some hit, hits and misses with Marvel's uh, ones. I mean, I just, On I Netflix, just yeah. finished Iron Luke Fist. Cage 2, uh, which I thought was, once again, really slow, but still a lot better than the first one. So mm-hmm. that was that was decent. But, um, yeah, if you can't even get it to TBS, and they, they're looking for anything. That's right. So take anything <laughs> yeah, that's nowadays. cable at this yeah. point. They, and the, with take, the superhero craze, yeah, you would love you to think, have. You would think they would take, they would be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Can't, but, yeah. 
No, they couldn't get it. There was, you know, this is long rumored to have been on one of those Turner stations, and uh, they apparently have tried to make the best of it and put it on their streaming network. And they're just bloating this streaming network as best they can to try to have as much over the top uh, content as yeah, possible. They don't have a lot of content. No, they don't have a lot of it's content. Especially relevant, like right. new stuff. So because you have a, like five or so original series with this Swamp Thing. Harley Quinn, a young justice. But even uh, that's still cartoonish. It's, it's not, and it's still very cartoonish. It's not it's not actual like watching Daredevil, like you said, or, or Luke Cage or any of that stuff. Right. So So this is all just like we'll just draw it in the million. A cheap grasp at like, all right, what else can we attach to this to try to get as much uh to, to get as much content bang for your buck as possible? They're making I don't know if it's going to be their entire back catalog of comics available as part of this too, with part of his sub- subscription. All of their their archive uh, footage, all their archive um, content, as far as their their back catalog of movies and series, and Batman the Animated Series, which is already available on Netflix. Like all this stuff is available on some streaming network as is. And are have, they going to reel all that in, like Disney? I don't know if they're going to right, take them off the other. Take them off, take their content off Netflix, right? Similar to Disney, where, where they're getting ready to to uh, launch their own network. They're taking things off Netflix, Hulu, the other uh, the other ones, and bringing it onto their own and making that those exclusive to their own network. You wonder if DC Warner Brothers if they're doing the same thing. See, I would only do it if if Warner Brothers backed in and said. You know what? In addition to doing the DC Universe, you also get Pinky in the Brain and Animaniacs. <laughs> That's and, right, and and all the other you know Warner Brothers catalog. But so is this long well, yeah, story? DC is different than Warner. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm saying that they're owned by the Warner same Brothers, people. right? So, so Warner Brothers be, owns DC. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers is the big you know, know umbrella. Yeah, they're they're the umbrella. They're the How umbrella long they own to DC this. For? Um, they they a while since yeah, even the 2000s. Tim Burton's yeah well it, they, uh, they were producing the Tim Burton Batman's back in the nineties oh Warner yeah Brothers. that's right so they right. they've owned them you know as far as the movie properties for a very long time so you wonder well, if you properties yes yeah, so I'm saying the actual like DC entity is by itself though isn't it? I, that is right but as far as live action movies and things like that they've been tied up with Warner they've Brothers had the, the rights yeah. yeah exactly so um you so it, long story short you know you have all of this stuff they're trying to put on to this digital over-the-top service. You have a un, I, you know, at this point, unconfirmed number of comics you're going to get a chance to be that are going to be included in your network subscription. Back catalog of television shows, movies, and I, I guess they're also going to be discounts from their from their shop, from their uh, online shop. Get some swag. Two questions: What is when they finally launch this soon, presumably? What is going to be the subscription cost? And part two, what is going to have to either be on this network to get your attention? And what is the baseline for how much you would pay for a service like this? What is going to get you to be a subscriber? How much do you expect this to be? What is sort of your baseline for like how much this service really should be going for once it launches? For me personally, <laughs> I'm going to say it has to be no more than $6.99 a month. And it has, which I doubt it's going to be. I'm sure it's. I'm sure they're going to p- uh, place it at fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, and then right. and then offer coupon codes or whatever else for mm-hmm. people um, as an initial thing, and then say, well, after six months or three months or one month, it'll it'll jump up to fourteen ninety nine. Um, it needs to have all of their catalog, every single thing that they do, without any exceptions, be previous, <laughs> and and on top of it, it has to have like. 
a couple years worth of rollouts to say, look, yeah. this this inception may be kind of eh because we're running our beta, but be aware that this is if you step up now, this is what we're this is what we're gearing for. And either right. you know you have you have the chance at early content, or you have the chance of you know input of some kind. You know when they run surveys or whatnot. Right, that's exactly right. And I think at this point, Nick, what do you think? Uh, I think it's going to probably roll out at, at close to fifteen dollars um, a month, and I, I don't think I think it should be probably closer to ten, if not a little bit less, right. uh, because they just don't have the content. I, no, I don't that's care right. What you this is really slapdash. You, you say is... that you're going to bring out it, you just you don't have anything. I, in my opinion, I, not knowing all the specifics, but I just know for for the most part, I, I don't see anything that I'm like, man, gotta have right this dc this is just out. extra free crap that dc it doesn't cost them anything more to include their backlog of of crap uh movies from the 80s or their backlog of comics as free add-ons to the service like that isn't ad- that really isn't costing dc or warner brothers no. anything more that they're really not sacrificing anything by making those things available and people are aware of that that's like obviously that's just a play to try to like try to make this more um, try to justify whatever price they end up tacking on to this eventually this I think you're right Adam I think making this service available for no more than six dollars because obviously it is light on content right. they can say well but look at all of our backlog of, of comics and now if they said oh you know this is we are going to be making everything that we've ever produced um, maybe as recent, no, you know, things obviously within the last year aren't on this, but we'll be rolling that out as they, be, you know, as, as time rolls on. But you get access to everything. I think it's gonna be similar to what remember Marvel with their uh, with their comics um, service, where you they would give you certain storyline arcs would make yeah. those available instead of having everything available. I think it's gonna be like that. They're gonna pick and choose, select what storyline arcs and what eras they choose to include as far as the comics that are available if they included everything that's something see now that okay so this this would be an added not not only added value but a way to differentiate you in the marketplace if Mm -hmm. if dc said well not only are you going to get the videos but you're also going to get you know a login to comic book x right and you'll get you'll get the um you know you'll bet you you'll be getting a whole bunch of cbr files of all the old stuff that you can that you can browse and then you know a discount on the digital copies of the newer mm-hmm. you know things then it would be something more because i was only thinking tv and movies right um but if if you if you were able to launch in the the print medium as well i think then you could probably <coughs> get the 1599 yeah. because you would you would offset the or the readers would think that okay i'm going to offset my cost on the on the digital comics yeah. by getting a discount as well as i will have excess reading material for you know older stuff this is just a cash grab i think and for that reason i think you need to really work with these people these early adopters of your service and really give them some extra value. Take a loss for a while because yeah. until you really start to get your wheels under you, like really give people a reason to sign into your service. Well, like, the question is, what are they going to have coming down the pipe after this? That's, that's right. going to be once again that's actually going to grab people because I, I don't. I mean, personally, I don't know. There has to be an underlying thing that's going to grab people. Like you said if it's right. the comics or whatever, um, and and really the shows and the. 
uh, cartoons are going to be an added bonus. Right. That's going to be like all this stuff the stuff is just bonus stuff. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's anything that's actually going to keep people around right. for, an, for an extended period of time. They need personally. to take a loss in this initially. I think this needs to be priced at six dollars or less, and they need to make as much available as possible to the point where like where they're taking a loss on this, like making their entire back cat the entire back catalog of comics available. Um, that's not to their benefit. That's not advantageous for them. It's it'd be more advantageous for them to just make select eras and storylines available. Um, but to have everything available, that's something at least. I think you really need to try to win people over with this because this is very much like, I'm I'm actually surprised that they no. didn't they didn't try like back in the nineties I feel like DC was leading. You know, you yeah. from from a from a TV standpoint, where where you had Marvel comics on Saturday night or Saturday morning mm-hmm. that were failing or faltering, and DC's Batman and other stuff like that was just kicking it. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, and and then they took a dive, and I think the big thing that DC did was that they took those risks, and now they're not taking <coughs> the risks. I'm surprised that whoever's running this initiative. Mm-hmm. If they're if they're looking at this as a long term investment versus just a short term grab, if you're a long term investment, I would expect you to have some sort of bonus like like Amazon did when they launched their TV um, TV uh, what's it called subscription yeah. service. <clears throat> they said they said hey we're gonna we're gonna do a whole bunch of you know content that already exists and you'll have access to it, right. but we're gonna be launching off TV shows and and on top of that. Because we want our early adopters to be a part of this, mm-hmm. we are going to have a script concept contest where anybody, not just represented people, can write and submit their pilots, their episodes, their scripts, whatever, in order to be a part of our service in our network. Right. I mean, like that that's a huge value for somebody to say, Wow, I'm an aspiring, etc. I mean, the amount yeah. of people that just the the fan um, fan fiction that's out there for DC. If you said, "Hey, sign up for this," and yeah, we'll, we, make we'll your take script. a look, yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at. You don't have to do anything except for say, "I will take a look at it," and you get a whole bunch of interns that read it, and that's it. Yeah, this really feels to me like just again, they couldn't find a home for any of these series, these exclusive original shows, and they're just <clears throat> taking all the crap all the bloatware essentially that they already have that is costing them nothing to make available. They're not taking a loss in any of this. So they really need to make a, a serious effort in the eyes of the public, the early adopters. Like, listen, we're taking a serious loss on this. We're making this available for $4 and look how much you get. But, but long-term, you know, stay with us. And, but at first they really, I think need to make this available for something where they are making it apparent to the, to the, to the public, listen, we're taking a loss on this because we want you to be a part of this. And we understand that this is not a perfect service to begin with. And we understand that. So we're making this available for $4 or $6. Right. But I feel I'm fearful that they are going to make this available for 15 Because look, oh, look at all the back catalog of comics and, and shows that are already available on Netflix and, and anywhere else. Just but they're all in one place. Like it doesn't it's not costing them any more to make their back catalog of crap available. And people are aware of that. So we'll see. I think this is going to flop within a couple of years. You know, this this is not must-see original content. <laughs> no, okay. And it's their back catalog of stuff that is costing them no more to make available as part of this service. And I think people are aware of that. Coming out this week, uh, let's switch things over to 
to the Marvel side of things. Uh, I know things get dark and gloomy, much like the uh, DC Extended Universe. Anytime we talk about DC and any of their properties, let's bring things over to Marvel to kind of lighten things up. Uh, let's. They you have a, a new MCU movie coming out this week, and that is Ant Man and the Wasp. And right now it is tracking at eighty million dollars for its opening weekend, which is pretty good. A uh, hundred million is sort of where you want to hit with these big blockbuster films it's at a 80 new benchmark <laughs> it's a new benchmark and higher even if you know for the huge ones like your your star wars films and avengers and stuff like that so but that's you know it's on a spectrum essentially so 80 is pretty good for your third tier mcu characters i would say you know if your power ranking yeah, if, if, even, if it wasn't for paul rudd who's really kind of made the character right i don't even know if it would have even gone that high right his appearance in civil war i think really won people over he was very very likable and magnetic in his appearance in civil war and what part of their marketing campaign for ant-man and the wasp because this is similar to what happened with the ant-man film ant-man came out after was the last film and correct me if I'm wrong, Phase 2, yes, following yes. Age of Ultron. So all of the dust had settled, and you have this one film left after all the important stuff had already happened. And like you're like, all right, you want me to go to the theater to watch a film that is no connection to uh, Age of Ultron at all? But they did, and because it's wonky and it's fun, and they're in a, in a similar spot now where Avengers Infinity War just happened. <laughs> and you're trying to get people to go to a very different... Type of film that has no connection to this big epic and well, movie, not a direct cl- uh, connection. I right. say there, there, w- there will be a tie-in at the end, right? And that's what Marvel has been trying to market this movie as: like, where is, where was Ant Man during the during Infinity War? And that's what that's part of their marketing campaign for this one. Find yes, out where Ant Man was. He was on home, you know, house arrest or whatever. Right, that's right. So <laughs> they're trying, and I've also heard things saying that this is essentially uh, more or less a sequel to Civil War. So if you love Civil War, this is a continuation of that. You also get to find out where was Ant-Man during <clears throat> Infinity War. And part of the appeal to this, too, people have been coming out saying that there are a lot of hints uh, going on to the future of the MCU uh, pertaining to the, the microverse. There are a lot of peaks and looks at the, the future of the MCU phase four and on because at this point, you know, there's a, a lot of question marks going forward with the MCU phase four and on. And I guess you're supposed to get some glimpses of that in this film. So, oh boy, it's <laughs> it's a tough sell because consequences, obviously, uh, obviously the stakes are a lot lower after following Avengers Infinity War. But they're doing their best to try I to see, get people they, to see But that's, that's not their marketing. Their marketing's all about, hey, it's a fun romp. Yeah, this is right. You know? it's, 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 a, it's a palette that's concert. All. Well, plus you have a your first technically leading female uh, superhero. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Um, she, uh, the Wasp, is in the marquee. She's on the marquee. This, this film, the first time that has happened um, with the MCU, took them long enough, clearly. Uh, I know they have Captain Marvel coming, but this is their first official female-led she's in the marquee her name's in the title the wasp uh what's what the, the actor's name even janilly lily oh, evan Eva, wait hold on evelyn no I'm, evelyn i can't remember that's name. fine lily e lily is what she's known <laughs> on that's her street name <laughs> wow. paul rudd really paul rudd is that. 52 years old yeah, he looks did good. you know that well, brolin's 50 wow but paul rudd I mean, oh, I mean, give him all the credit in the world. Yeah, Brolin looks fifty. He looks like he yeah, has some. Paul, Paul Rudd looks. He, he's got. Well, he's got a. He's, I mean, he's probably in the low. 40s. Cable looks older, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, they aged him up. But uh, 
Paul Rudd, you would not think he's any older than 41, 42. Uh, I, I think I would still go around 45. He's not that. I mean, I, he looks. He's got a youthfulness about him. Of course. He has a he's vibrance. He's got a boyish quality. Yeah, 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 that's right. He's got a vibrance. Angeline Lilly. There, there you go. go. Thank you, Nick Stutzman, <laughs> doing the uh, the internal research. Yeah. In my head, yeah. In your head to, to work out. Yeah, her name's tough. I, I read it. And I just kind of skim, skim over her name anytime I see it written anywhere. And I never register. Okay, how do you pronounce that? I just see it and I just say it oh, out the loud. E, the E person. Yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. Thank you very much. Uh, so, you you know, obviously Josh Brolin has some city miles on him where Paul Rudd keeps out of the sun. He <laughs> There's something to him where uh, Evangeline, Evangeline. Evangeline Lilly is 42. Uh, so there's about a 10 year difference difference, between the two and they're supposed to be love interest, but because Paul Rudd looks like he is 10 years younger than he really is 15 years younger, people are buying it where you have Tom Cruise, where it's getting, starting to get a little weird to watch him (laughs) as the leading, it's been getting a little weird for a while. Yeah. Watching, you know, being the senior to his love interest, uh, but 20 years senior to like, uh, his love interest when he's like the mummy, I think he, he kisses yeah. like, he's like almost 60 years old and he's kissing like 20 year olds on set. Yeah. It's getting a little weird. Paul Rudd though, is still making it happen. I say quite frankly, Evangeline looks older than Paul Rudd and that's okay. And, yeah, that's no. right. Paul Rudd is, no, I, I he's really, something. I, I think, I think Paul Rudd's like on the 41 to 42 and, yeah. and Evangeline, nah, maybe not. Cause Evangeline looks like late thirties in my opinion, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. yeah, no, they they look very comfortable. They're both doing very well for their ages. Good for them. Good, Good for, for them. them. Hollywood. <laughs> Good for them. Has a like, like like so a, much more older than you. Us, son so. of a bitch. <laughs> Good for you. So that that is uh, that's coming out this week. Um, they're pairing it. They're doing a double feature with the uh, the first Ant Man movie and Ant Man and the Wasp. You can see it on July the fifth. So it's coming out this week. Uh, debuts. Already doing well at Rotten Tomatoes, 86%. Uh, I think it debuted at like 90%. It's, it slowly started to come down to probably finding its its groove at 86%. So another well-received MCU movie. I, how This is their third tier type of character in this universe. A, really family. Yes. This one, they, they try to family orientated as well because you have Ant-Man's daughter. You have right, right. Their, their, their side family, essentially, and, and all that. And so I think when you equate that, it's a little bit more... Mm-hmm of a family friendly film than you would say Avengers was right. Or, oh yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a film where you're, it's a nice palate cleanser. If you want to get out of the summer heat and you just want to go get inside in the air conditioning and see a nice family friendly film with some sight gags. This is the film for you. Stakes are pretty low. I think that's what they're, what they're banking on right now. And it's amazing. God, with their third tier type of character with uh, Ant-Man, they're able to turn out another success where DC, Holy cow, man. It's just their first tier. Yeah, their first (laughs) tiers. They cannot uh, get anything going. And staying over with with Marvel, we got the the first look at uh, some set uh, pictures of Spider-Man. We got the official title revealed. Far From Home is going to be the sequel to Homecoming. And that's coming out. It's already started filming. And this is going to follow Peter Parker as he goes around the world. As dust. Um, as, <laughs> as, as dust. As he just dust. He just wisps around the world. Yeah, I don't that, yeah. feel so good. Yeah, I don't, oh, boy. Yeah. It's, I think people realize, I don't know. What's going on with that? I don't know how this is, any of this is possible. Uh, because right now, right, he faded away to nothingness at the end of Infinity War. 
And so obviously this, <laughs> this is obviously a, a very uh, complicated type of film because uh, you get a lot of, I don't know how you fit, fit him into a suit. I'm, uh, I'm trailing off obviously on this, on this whole tangent, but uh, so there are, this film is going to be filmed um, in Lebrec, the Czech Republic. Z- How do you pronounce it? Czech. Czech. Czech, Czech, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. I'm not sure why I pronounce it. Why I pronounce it oddly? I put it a nice little J at the beginning. The Czech. The Czech Republic. Evangeline <laughs> Lilly. <laughs> and it's, so it's already started filming. Um, they're going to be doing a majority of the filming over the course of the summer, early, early fall, and we're going to see this in 2019. The sequel to Homecoming. It's got a. Uh, it's going to take Peter Parker around the world, and you have uh, reoccurring characters. The the guy who works at the little deli place in the first one, he apparently is going to be in this one. You wonder if he is in his home country and Peter comes across him. So, reoccurring characters, uh, what do you guys think about this title? Far From Home. It doesn't really give you very much. Well, I mean, you had Homecoming and then Far From Home. Right. Kind of continues the sequence. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, so um, we'll see where, where this, uh, what directions this, uh, this takes with this. This is now our third um, Spider-Man two this century, which is something, some feat. I don't know if there's any other comic book character that has gotten three sequels uh, in since two thousand. Which is incredible. We're going to be getting three Spider-Man 2 that you're going to have to, like, when you're talking, we're trying to have discussions with people, and you're talking about Spider-Man 2, you have to, like, oh, hold on. Which Spider-Man 2 are you talking about? Well, not and, that one. Not that one. And, and more importantly, you can't even, like, reference decades. Like, That's oh, right. you know, Spider-Man 2 of 2000. Oh, Spider-Man 2 of, you right. know, 2010s. No, no. No, oh, there's, there's been a couple. There's been several <laughs> Spider-Man 2s. It's really something. Uh, it's amazing that with a head start, Batman is not even in his, he's not even in his third iteration getting his third sequel. He's only soon, got soon soon though. Soon oh, Batman though. has three. He's got two sequels. He's got uh Batman Batman Returns. Oh no no I'm what? talking about Batman 2s. He's only got in, in two Batman 2s. He's got Batman 2. He has Batman 2 or the Tim Burton version Batman Returns. Yeah. Batman 2 which is The Dark Knight. Dark Knight. But he doesn't Batman doesn't even have a third Batman 2 at this point. I know he has continuations. But uh and, but he got his head start in like 1989, and, and Spider Man has already um, has already uh, got his stuff going. So Adam Patterson is uh, going to be already. To, he, Adam has to exiting <laughs> stage left, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fading to dust. He doesn't feel so eyes. good. <laughs> Adam doesn't feel very good. Uh, so the, Adam, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to continue with our, our our July 4th extravaganza here. Thank you, audience. We'll see you next time, Adam. Thank you. Hail Hydra. On his way to, he's got to stand up at the uh, the border yeah. uh, to try to get through. I'm sure a long line of people trying to get out of this country yeah. on uh, the, either the best American holiday or the worst, depending on uh, <laughs> what your feeling is about the July the Fourth. So yeah, a lot of stuff coming in the in the way of uh, Superman or Spider Man sequels. Uh, Avengers Four getting uh, its subtitle allegedly allegedly by a cinematographer. Uh, tweeted it online and then deleted that tweet yeah but people speculated this that this is gonna be the title for the next avengers for really? film endgame yeah it's based off a line from that dr strange said it before the third act in infinity war where he's like we've now entered endgame oh so people speculated that that would be the title it really doesn't have the resonance of infinity war yeah, it's not, I don't feel like it's as. I mean, it, I guess if you really feel like end game, you know what I mean? Kinda, it's good. It's kinda, fine. Yeah. It's tough to really give generic names to to sequels because 
God, it's there are obviously a number of bad ones to choose from, like um, Aliens Remembrance or Aliens <laughs> yeah. Resurrection. Like right, it is yeah. really tough. Or you can go really, really um, specific with Spider-Man Far From Home or Homecoming and put a lot of words into it uh, instead of like Spider-Man Returns or Spider-Man Forever. Like it's tough to like give a subtitle to these big names without revealing too much and putting too much detail into them. So Endgame is fine. Uh, it's not like it's not just the end or something really stupid. Endgame is fine, but this seemingly will be the the subtitle for Avengers Four, and we we're okay with that, I guess. Did, did you see the cartoon? Um, I can't remember. Uh, that was a YouTube video, and uh, you know, cartoon YouTube video, and they mm-hmm. they I don't know if it was by Screen Rants or something like that, but like how it should have ended and they like gave five different ways of how <laughs> yeah. how they could have technically stopped Thanos without you know Thanos essentially right. killing off half the pop you know the universe's population um it was pretty funny I saw most of it I saw just uh they really felt that Doctor Strange should have been able to take him out sing- single-handedly using his power yeah, set yeah exactly <laughs> where he has the ability to wrap him up in his cape yeah. and also be able to create like little uh, dimension portal things yeah, that he could have and then he can yeah. cut his hand off in in the middle while closing that dimensional portal yeah. to cut his arm off to get the infinity gauntlet off. Yeah. yeah, if uh, Doctor Strange just thought about things for five seconds, he probably could have concocted a plan by himself. Did you see also uh, there was a Reddit user who essentially said that the Hulk is not the Hulk? How do you mean? They said that the Hulk is a scroll. Okay, all right. And sure, it was a scroll on Sakara in Thor Ragnarok. That tracks. And yeah, and they so you could actually. That's why he's afraid to transform or whatever because he doesn't want to. Okay, yeah. because okay, yeah, I guess maybe he doesn't want to reveal himself to. Yeah. To maybe people who would be able to say, hey, that's not the real Hulk. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's interesting because, right, he hasn't revealed himself on Earth yet. Yeah. And that's why he got his ass kicked. Thanos on. Ah. Yeah. On uh, Thor's ship. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, certainly. And why he could barely take Fenris. Yes. And in, in Ragnarok. Right. That's right. Yeah. This is a maybe a, a powered down Thor and maybe for good reason. Because, right, we, there is a big gap, a big time gap from when he... Faded off into the sunset at the age of uh, in the end at the end of Age of Ultron, and yeah. then we see him in Ragnarok. Right, it's very possible that that could be an imposter, and he didn't really know how to operate the Quinjet. That's true. That's true for flying. Even it. Bruce Banner did not really know how to operate. That's a good point. That is a very good, uh, very good observation for yeah. someone who piloted the Quinjet. Yeah, uh, having no familiarity. It Once seemed. he re- reassumed the controls again, and he got he was very all of a sudden. Um, hmm. What's the word? Uh, he his mind he was forgetful. He he, he saw all, his amnesia all of a sudden. He had amnesia yes. of of two years and Convenient not remember. Amnesia. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very possible that that could be. You know, obviously, it's been long rumored that they've been setting up the scrawls for uh, for. Secret Invasion, they've done a, a comic book storyline in the, in the 2000s called Secret Invasions, where essentially you have this alien race that is able to uh, shapeshift. shapeshift. Yeah. And that's what they've been sort of lightly teasing over the course of the last 
phase or two for this big secret invasion type of uh, event in phase four and on. So people have rumored that Tony Stark is a Skrull walking around. There's a lot of fan theories, but this one seems to make the most sense. Yeah. With the Hulk. Yeah. Easily makes the most sense because, right, there is a period where he disappears. And then when he reemerges in, in Ragnarok, he's a little forget. He's a little forgetful. Conveniently so. Yeah. And he really didn't. Interesting. And, and even though Thor did power up in a sense, mm-hmm. uh, he I still think he would have gave him a better fight. Right. Right. When they fought in that one in the arena. Right. Yeah. That's right. You, you, maybe he doesn't have complete control over Thor's power set. He's yeah. I'm not sure how Skrulls work if they're able to completely uh, emulate, perfectly emulate that. Per, that well, the Hulk person. is the Hulk. I mean, you yeah. know, the, and yes, they are powered down to an extent. Uh, it's a, a it's a really good theory. Down, so yeah. that that's something to uh, keep an eye on in what would be potentially Avengers Four Endgame to see how they're going to utilize the Hulk if he stays kind of if they kind of reserve him as far as uh, not really showing him going all out, you know, punching and uh, if he actually does transform and if he does look like the old the Hulk of old from the original Avengers film where he's able to just take out number of 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 shatari uh aliens with you know he's just like this powerhouse this tank that can't be stopped where um in more recent iterations of the hulk he could be a scrawl and that's why he hasn't been as powerful why thanos kicked his ass essentially it would be interesting so i mean that would at least be an explanation a a a a reason why uh, an explanation why he couldn't beat thanos and why he's been powered down in recent uh in recent outings but uh, last thing before we get to our July 4th segment uh, of this show is, um, did you hear the news about this big event that they've been building to in the comics? The Batman Catwoman. Yeah, I saw that. Nuptials. I, I did see that, yeah. Being spoiled. I haven't read the, the full article. I haven't read it either, but I know the Joker. Okay, he's involved in some way. Right? Yeah, the jo- yeah. I don't know. I haven't read the full article. I thought so, so. In the New York Times, they, they ran an article in preparation for Batman 50. So uh, Tom King, he's been the writer since the the DC Rebirth reboot. Uh, he's written the last 49 up to this 50th episode, issue of Batman where that's going to uh, culminate with Batman and Catwoman getting married in uh, Batman 50. And apparently they leaked a lot of spoilers in this New York Times article and Tom King the writer is not happy with this. Uh, a lot of people over at DC, the comic, in, comic book writer industry as a whole, uh, not happy with the way that spoilers have really kind of, um, you know, affected things recently. How this is... you get a lot of, uh, not only that, a lot of feedback that you probably right. didn't want yet. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. From people who haven't even read the comic. Right. Are already making assertions as far as, oh, man, uh, I can't believe they decided to do that with the comic. And it's not even out yet. So it comes out this Wednesday. Yeah. So today or tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so maybe avoid the spoilers, read the comic for yourself, and... You know, Tom King, the writer of this, has come out, and he said this from the beginning, that this is essentially this Batman, one, this Batman Catwoman storyline is 100 issues long, and we're only at the halfway point. So this is there's a lot more to come. So whatever revelation comes out of this wedding, I don't know what the spoiler is because I haven't read it. Uh, this is only the middle of a, of a long story um, to come. So Nick Stutzman, uh, let's dive into, because this, again, is... Fourth of July, 
patriotism yeah. is running is is running strong in this in this here episode. America, one sixty eight Super Friends Super Show, the most patriotic superheroes to uh, to grace comics that are not named Steve Rogers. And uh, let's start. Uh, who, who are just some that come to mind? Um, for some reason, I always think Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, because she's. Well, I mean, the iterations of uh, the show. Right. She was wearing like a very patriotic. That's right. From the outfit. very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> from the very beginning, she has stood as a beacon of um, because of her of her costume and also being uh, kind of a beacon of uh, femininity and uh, women's hope, rights, yeah. hope. Um, and more in recent times with being a female led comic book movie that really meant a lot for for women out there um, making a lot of money, getting close to a billion dollars. I think at the box office is a character who fought alongside soldiers in this most recent iteration of, uh, of the Wonder Woman film where she's fighting alongside World War One soldiers. Um, I think she's a very patriotic superhero against the Nazis against the Nazis. Anytime you're punching a, a Nazi, I think that speaks well uh, for your contribution mm-hmm. to to the uh, to the good old USA, but you know, not only you to be patriotic doesn't mean that you are a American-based superhero. There is Captain Canuck, there is Union Jack, yeah, from uh, from England. All have uh, made their contributions over the years, and so you don't just have to be American to be patriotic. And I Black, like Adam. Black Adam, Black <laughs> Adam, that's right. He feels very patriotic He's very for patriotic. for uh, uh, Kwandok or however yeah. you pronounce it. I've only seen it. I usually just only see it written. Black out. Panther, very Black Wakanda. Panther. That's right, very patriotic. <laughs> yeah, for Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Over the years, obviously, you've had a number of of. of people who've taken up the captain america mantle not just steve rogers you have bucky barnes uh who fought alongside steve rogers in the world war one or world war two black falcon black falcon who uh who has taken the mantle in more recent times where he his run as captain america um the 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 uh the falcon character was was interesting because he dealt with a lot of modern issues um the the writer um Nick Spencer did not shy away from issues like immigration, um, border security, um, Captain America speaking out against political things and being essentially given a lot of criticism for speaking his mind um, from from the right, so having more left leaning opinions, uh, being uh, the the Falcon, of course, being uh, an African American and therefore being kind of shaped by that experience, coming out against border security, uh, things of that nature. And getting a lot of criticism from a, a Fox News uh, proxy analog um, in the comics. And so you have Miss America, um, who, of course, is um, has been uh, is a character that was debuted in the 1950s. Um, more recently, she has been embodied by uh, America. What is her name? Um, who is currently walking around as is Miss America right now. Oh, I can't find it. Maybe I have the wrong... There have been numerous Miss Americas. Um, America Chavez. Do you know what I'm talking about? She yeah. has the ability to punch... Um, punch... Uh, uh, she's able to punch through reality. That's how powerful she is. And yeah. she wears... She is a, a Mexican-American. Um, and she's able to punch holes through realities. And she wears... Um, her first name is America, yeah, which is something because uh, I'm not sure if she was born in this country, but obviously she has roots uh, in right. Mexico and she wears the American flag proudly. 
Um, a num- I, I, I would say Osmandius was very American. Yes, he was. That's right. <laughs> to, America, a fault, to a fault. Here. Very much American. America first. Uh, <laughs> teaming with the Russians, trying to get, trying to build bridges be- between the Russians uh, from <clears throat> the Watchmen. Exactly. I think you have um, just going through a list here, just of some great uh, starting on the DC side. DC has uh, <laughs> you have Uncle Sam. Now Uncle Sam, they had. He was um, debuted in the 40s in their National Comics comic book line. And he's popped up every now and again. Anytime they do a multiverse tale, you see the traditional Uncle Sam character showing up. Yeah. As he's like an Earth X or something, or one of the, one of the I forget what the, the, the number Earth that he is part on part of but yeah he debuted in national comics number one i'm not sure if he was in the public domain prior to that the uncle sam we want you character yeah right i'm sure he was already in in the uh the public mind uh, at that point as the public lexicon the uncle sam character and they just were able to use that character and, and or if you i don't think they created him in no that was national, something in so he was already in, yeah. of long long he was already used in propaganda so the uncle sam character is just your quintessential uh, pro-American character yeah. who has popped up every now and again, debuted in post-World War II uh, in the comics. Um, he's showed up. He's fought alongside Superman over the years. He's He's been in your uh, your 52 um, series that they that explored the multiverse in the 90s. He's from pre-crisis Earth-X, uh, who fights alongside other World War II-type characters. Uh, so he's obviously a really great one. Um, and he's been involved on television, Batman, Bold and the Brave. I mean, the Green Lantern was pretty patriotic in yes. the sense of... He was a World War II uh, fighter pilot. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Hal Jordan yeah. uh, is a great one. Great, great, uh, great, uh, great character from the World War II era. Almost all the Justice League has some kind of patriotic ties mm-hmm. to an, an extent. That's right. That's right. Uh Jeff Johns, I or um, John Stewart, I should say, he was, I think, a soldier. Yeah, he was a soldier. So yeah, they a lot of them have a lot of ties. Um, but most most interestingly, over at Marvel, you know, you have a lot of the the characters who have taken up the Captain America uh, man, mantle over the years. Iron Patriot, um, <clears throat> right? War Machine. War Machine. Um, he was. Uh, it's a it's a red, white, and blue inspired America. Uh, type of uh, Iron Man armor and Norman Osborn, um, the Superman, uh, the Spider-Man foe, rather. Uh, he he donned that 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 armor for a while when he led his version of the Avengers, uh, the Dark Avengers, I believe, at, at that point. So, and then of course you've had War Machine, um, who's donned a version of that in, in the MCU. Um, we we did it. We're currently in the middle of. Uh, Maximum Security, which is an event from 2000 as part of our Ots and Knots variant series that we're doing right now as part of the Super Friends Super Show expanded network of shows. And the the main character, one of the main characters in that is U.S. Agent. And U.S. Agent (laughs) is... Are you aware of that? Are you familiar with the U.S. Agent character? I'm not, no. He is a... He used to, I guess, don the, the Captain America mantle for a little while. And he is more of your Americana. You know, like gruff um john wayne type of style 1950s um alpha male type of character who used to be captain america for a little bit and then he he lost the mantle again because steve rogers like all right 
thanks to the breather, I'm going to take this back. (laughs) And then, so U.S. agent, then he just, like, works for the government, and he's just, he shows up in uh, in maximum security, and he just talks in old cliches, and he he is still wearing the American flag uh, running around, and he maybe isn't the best look for America, uh, U.S. agent, but another, you know, a, a number of characters nuke, who wears the American flag, who was, I believe, for a little bit, walking around as uh, he, he has an American flag painted on his face that he does for a little while. Captain America villain, I think for a little bit, maybe he wore, he uh, he donned the shield for a little bit, but mostly he's been um, been a villain in the series, uh, kind of over-the-top patriotic, which is not what you want. Clearly not what you want. Um, so a number, you know, a number of characters who, uh, Jack Flagg, who was a sidekick for Captain America over the years, more most recently, I believe the Jack Flag character showed up in prior to in the lead up to Secret Empire uh, from two years ago when Captain America became Hydra Cap, yeah, and that was the the big reveal. Um, Jack Flag was on some type of um, flying uh, type of uh, Quinjet apparatus uh, flying thing, and Captain America said Hail Hydra, and he he kicked. Jack Flag off of the uh, the, the Quinjet, uh, presumably to his death, and I guess he survived and was in a coma, or died. I don't remember. It's not important. All the above. But he was a former sidekick to Captain America, who he tried to kill in his big heel turn as uh, he as his Hydra Cap. So he was uh, he's been recently notable in the comics uh, and a former sidekick to Captain America. So a lot of notable. Uh, patriotic you know, superheroes that have uh, donned uh, the comic book industry over the years. Um, any others that were that I'm missing off the top of my head right I mean, here? I feel like there's in the movies there's been a lot of patriotic underlying tones like mm-hmm. especially because what Spider-Man the original one yes. with Tobey Maguire came out right after 9-11 and right, all that right. stuff so a lot of imagery so you had a, a lot of flags stuff like that yep especially at the end of the movie right um, I, so I, I think that type of stuff and I, I think to an extent a lot of characters mm-hmm. um, like if you look at the, the Defenders like they had a lot of uh, ties to New York City which is kind of you know patriotic in a sense and then you have um I mean, look at Nick Fury and all a shield and stuff like that. Like that's right. very American patriotism as well. So right, a character like him spinning out of the a very important uh, period in comics, the 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 World War II era, where he you know you had uh, he was part of the they were taking on the Nazis. They were taking on the Nazis. He kind of spun out of that. He he led a, a group of uh, World War II um, he, a small commando group. And obviously his character has changed, but he spun Nick Fury, who the the first white Nick Fury, yeah. uh, he has uh, changed um, Pikmin wise over yeah. the years um, to the Nick Fury that we know and love now. Uh, Nick Fury, Fury Jr. I guess the original Nick Fury is still out there, um, right? A lot of these characters, you know, were very important in giving the World War II soldier something to read um, when they were fighting the good fight uh, back then. So very uh, instrumental and important. Uh, as far as morale um, and, and very, uh, really cultural touchstones, uh, because a lot of these char- characters emanated and Superman from too. I mean, oh, Super- of course, Superman. obviously, yeah. I mean, we we kind of touched on it a lot earlier in the show, but Superman always had, especially if you look at the Christopher Reeve movies, mm-hmm. 
uh, huge ties yes. to America yes. and even being draped in the flag like multiple times. Yes. Remember, and I think it was Superman two where he's fighting nuclear man and and he's right you know, superman for well, in the 80s superman four yeah. uh but that was those or movies was, yeah, all those films with the exception of the first one the the first live action superman christopher reeves film was set in like 1979 but that is a cold war period so i think having a superman that is donning the flag where he's fighting uh nuclear man and superman four you know which who stands for the nuclear threat and being so draped in the flag and these are is a very important era of movies uh, in the 80s where you need kind of this beacon of Americana in, in the Cold War era and yeah. you you brought up uh, the Watchmen with Osmandius earlier yeah and again the Cold War threat right and World War two you know World War two you know anytime there's t- any type of threat you see more of these characters come to the forefront. I, I, American, I know it's not really characters. so much of a comic, but Transformers has Transformers? so much. That's fine. Michael Bay, <laughs> yeah. it's like he had a contract with the U.S. government. It's like, here, to. let's see what we can throw in to this movie to make it look like America can't be beat. And that's yeah, right. I mean, that, that's here nor there. The Rocketeer? Yeah. The rock, and you know, I'm thinking of uh, maybe not your your traditional uh, comic book characters. I th- although I think the Rocketeer has gotten his own like image series, but he was a uh, an original uh, comic book uh, original superhero just for the movies. Fought some Nazis with a with a rocket pack. Uh, the Rocketeer, uh, the comedian. Uh, again, we talked about that uh, kind of going in a dark pa- in a in a dark Especially direction. In the Vietnam War. In the yeah. Vietnam, yeah, he took uh, he was part of the the Vietnam uh, conflict. Let's let's be uh, tr- let's be uh, precise. Yes. It was not. Um, he was a where essentially he was a vigilante who was involved in that conflict, uh, who went uh, to pro America, and it, it warped him. Uh, and that was a problem with the comedian. Um, so you have a lot of characters over the years, and again they they rise up during uh, periods where they're you know America is in a, in a conflict, be it the Cold War or World War Two. So very important, I think, for as cultural touchstones over the years, and, and it's good to look back at where we came from because again, we might be entering an area of uncertainty ourselves, where these characters who are patriotic come to the forefront because you know we've talked about you know political issues. Uh, we might be entering a, another era of, a, of uncertainty. So it's important to see that these characters have been there for us. Yes, to get us through these the Cold War, um, Rocky. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's character <laughs> got ended the Cold War. Yeah, so he's not a comic book character. Might no. as well be. Can take a a thousand punches to the head. <laughs> um, yeah, very few comic book characters can even do that. So Rocky, yeah. I think, is a superhero in himself. Kudos to you, Rocky. He, kudos to you, Rocky. Ending the Cold Here's War. To you, Rock. If we, if I can change and you can change, <laughs> we all can change. Uh, did you see that? That like I, I don't know what it was made for. The thirty for the mock, the parody thirty for thirty, um, for Rocky Four, where they treated it like a thirty for thirty around the events of Rocky Four, yeah. where like I've never seen it before, and it's a a, uh, a home crowd yeah. <laughs> turning on their uh, team. Yeah. <laughs> I've never witnessed anything like that ever in my life, where they turned on the home yeah. on the home team yeah. uh, to start cheering the visitor or the uh, the the opposition. Never have I ever seen anything like that before. So, thank you for uh, for for listening to us. Being involved, being part of this discussion as we reflect on uh, the importance of superheroes on on this important day uh, for America, America's birthday, 
and what they've meant to this country. And, you know, Nick, obviously, you've brought the American flag. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You, you came draped in the American flag. We haven't discussed <laughs> I it I did. Yet. Yeah, no. Uh, you, you're, you've taken the show very seriously. Yes. Um, yeah. So if I'm about to stand up right now and <laughs> pledge allegiance. That's right. So. Pledge allegiance to yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you like uh, there's, a, there's a, there a mirror and you're just holding your flag up to that's the mirror right. and pledging yourself. Yeah. So uh, 166 or 168 rather, Superman Super Show, thank you for joining us. Nick Stutzman for Adam Patterson. Nick, uh, where can we find you on uh, – where can we follow, follow you these days? Uh, Nick underscore Stutzman on Twitter, Silky Smooth Nick on the Instagrams, and I'm made in America, so. That's right. That's right. I feel like I probably will have probably the the WCW version of Hulk Hogan's theme music, the Made in the USA knockoff version of Real American, because they couldn't use Real American when he crossed over to WCW, so I'll probably have that song playing right now <laughs> if you're hearing it in post-production there you go uh, playing us out I've been Sean Dwyer at SeanDwyer.com is where you can find me on Twitter at New Super Podcasts where you can find me the Super Show Twitter feed uh, find us on on Spreaker Stitcher all those things iTunes BuffaloCityLife.com pledge your support like us leave reviews anything to help us reach a lot larger audience recommend us to anyone you know your mom your mom Play us at a, I hope you're playing this at a barbecue. A drone. A drone. Yeah. Put a little speaker, a little mini speaker in a drone and just send it into the sky and make your neighborhood listen to it. That's what we need. That's the type of exposure the you, Super Friends Super We Show want needs. you to pledge your allegiance to us. That's right. That is what I think going forward, yeah. having this blind allegiance to the Super Friends Super Show. So thank you for finding us. Thank you for listening. Uh, Listen in. Uh, I think the next outing we're going to have on the Super Super Show will be our next edition of Ots and Knots. I know we've been talking about it, for, about it for a long time, but there's been a lot of editing involved with Ots and Knots, issue two of that. And then the next episode will be uh, 169, where we're going to have our Ant-Man and Wasp review and more. So uh, thank you again. Thank you, Nick Stutzman. My pleasure. Being back from your uh, your assignment. <laughs> That's right. Thanks. Uh Adam Patterson thank you, is, is checking out Canada right now. We'll report back on how they are um, talking about uh, this Ju- July 4th holiday on there and maybe digging up some dirt. Yeah, right. Like bad things you're saying about America. Behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines, Adam Patterson. Very good. All right. Thank you for listening. Join us again next time. Goodbye. Oh, last last things. Nick, Nick Stutzman, last thoughts. <laughs> Parting shots. Uh you know what? I'm gonna. I'm interested to watch Cloak and Dagger. Oh, very good. Uh, I'm still gonna watch that. Is that on CW? It's. I, I think it. No, no. It's on uh, Freeform. Freeform. Okay. 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 Freeform. I, say, I, I got YouTube TV now, so I'm. I'm oh, good for you. Yeah. It, did did let me ask? Did Cobra Kai? Was that the reason that you? No, signed I already up to had YouTube. YouTube. Oh, okay. I already, I already had, had YouTube Red. Oh, okay. Uh, is YouTube? Oh, okay. oh, right. I have to remember that YouTube TV. Is separate from YouTube Red as part of if have for YouTube some reason, TV yeah. you get automatically YouTube Red subscription, right? I don't know, but it doesn't work the other way. I already right? had it. I already had it, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I don't know. I watched the first two episodes of Cobra Kai. I heard it was good. It's very good. Go I, back and watch I, it. It's very well done. I will. It's I, have extremely- it, I have it saved to my my list. So <laughs> I cannot watch any farther because I don't have YouTube Red. Well, you but should I, ask, and I can I can, ah, help, I can hook you we'll up. Talk about yeah. this off the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't wanna. If the feds are listening yeah, to our, fe- <laughs> anything that I'm we've said against America on this episode. Yeah. I'm sure they're listening to <laughs> yeah. the last five. The first five minutes where we're they're talking actually about, waiting upstairs to arrest. <laughs> <us right laughs> <now. laughs>
<laughs> so if this episode never airs, if you're listening to this episode, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> All right, on that note, thank you. Join us again next time. <laughs>